1: Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Very, very important. Sometimes we say it and we don't put wisdom there. But it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Not just let the word of Christ dwell in you, but dwell in you how? Richly. Richly. A lot. A lot. Let the word of Christ dwell Christ dwell not just let the word of Christ be in you, let the word of Christ dwell in you and not just dwell in you, dwell in you richly and not just anyhow, but in all wisdom, in all wisdom, in all wisdom. Very, very important for the word of Christ to dwell in you richly, you have to constantly eat it. You have to constantly eat it. And if the word of Christ dwell in you richly, it becomes the thoughts. Of your heart it becomes your heart desires so that you lean toward divine desires and the second one the second way through which we can align our heart desires with divine desires is in Romans 12:2 Romans 12:2 and it says and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? We renew our mind by the word of God. We renew our mind by the spirit of God. We renew our mind by interacting with God through prayer, through the word of God, through fellowship. Even the way we gather right now, we are renewing our mind. Amen. If we were to be somewhere else, we will be doing something else. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to know how to play basketball very well, very well, where do you go? You don't stay home. You go to the field. Amen. Where they are playing basketball. Amen. You watch it all the time so that you get good at it. And the last main way of how you can align your heart desires with divine desires is be prayerful. Be prayerful. And this is the heart cry of Apostle Paul. When he prayed for the Philippian church, for the Philippians, in Philippians 1, 9 to 11, and he said, and this I pray, and this I pray. If you look at the previous verse, it's, it's, it's actually saying, I pray with compassion. I pray with the whole of my desire. I desire this for you, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment. All discernment means in all wisdom, all insight. So I pray that your love, your obedience, everything that you do will abound still more and more. You will grow in knowledge and in all wisdom. And that will result in this. In verse 10, he said that you may approve, so that you may approve, so that you may accept, so that you may accept, so that you may determine the things that are excellent. The things that are excellent, not just anything. It's like offering um, candy and a uh, $100 bill to a two year old. What do you think the two year old would pick? The candy. Amen. Many of us are like that. Huh? When God offers us something, we will pick the candy because that's the way we see, that's the way we think. But if you have an excellent mind, if the Lord has taught you what is excellent, you will go for what is excellent. You will not go for candy. You will know, you will realize that if you have $100, you can buy a lot of candies. Amen. So you're not going to choose a candy. You're going to choose a $100 deal. And that is the prayer of Apostle Paul here. I pray that your love will abound still more and more in all knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve, you may be able to accept, you know, determine what is excellent, and you may be sincere, so that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Praise God. And uh, some wisdom nuggets. A combination of the wisdom of the young with the wisdom of the old make for a sound or make for sound wisdom for decision making. Combination of the wisdom of the young with the wisdom of the old. If you combine the two together makes for sound wisdom. It means that the youngs are wise in their own way. It also means that the older ones they are also wise. So let not the old ones say, forget about them, don't listen to them. They have nothing to say. And let not the young man, let not the young woman, let not the young people say, oh, they are old. We know more than them. Hindsight and foresight come together to give you a way to go forward. Amen. You've got to remember where you're coming from. And you've got to be able to see ahead. If you put it two together, hindsight and foresight, you will have insight. Amen. We also say that let not your decisions be short-sighted and let it not be self-seeking. Let not your decisions be short-sighted nor self-seeking. Another one that we looked at is try not to make serious decisions or do certain things when you are emotionally challenged or when you are hurting, when you are emotionally hurting. Try not to make serious decisions when you are not psychologically okay, you know, You are see hurting. It's like uh, a young man or a young woman who is just jilted, abandoned by a lover, and uh, you know needs some some comfort. And here comes another one, and right away he makes another decision and goes with that one. It's going to be a poor one, Hmm? because he's still recovering. (laughs) He's still recovering. So don't make serious decisions. Don't do some certain things when you are emotionally challenged. Another one we looked at is, when seeking counsel from God or man, be open-minded, not close-minded, or even empty-minded. Though it's safe to be empty-minded with God. But when you are seeking counsel from God or from man, don't be close-minded. Don't be empty-minded. Be open-minded. Now, if you are empty-minded with God, that's okay. Because God will guide you. If you are empty minded with man, you will be led a wrong way. Because you have no clue. You go with anything. (laughs) You don't know nothing. So whoever says go this way you go. Another person says go that way you go. You will just be going all over the place. Another one we looked at is. Even when you think you know it. Wisdom says consult someone else's wisdom on that matter. You might be missing a critical point. Amen. Even when you are so sure, still consult somebody. Consult the wisdom of somebody. You might be missing a critical point. So, we're talking about wisdom for living, wisdom for decision making. One of the reasons for seeking counsel or for seeking wisdom, by the way, you know, when we seek counsel, we seek wisdom. So, one of the reasons for seeking counsel or seeking wisdom in matters of life, especially in difficult situations, because when you are in the midst or when you are involved in a difficult or challenging situation, a lot of times your sense of judgment can be skewed and even be screwed and you are not able to see clearly because the situation blinds you. If you are upset, aggravated, disturbed, or perturbed, how can you make any good decision? Like if you are overworked, if you are overworked, you are potentially vulnerable to making poor decisions. So what do you do? What do you do in such situations? You are involved in a particular situation or in some situations that are difficult. What do you do? And you need to make a decision. Sometimes you are able to withdraw yourself. So you withdraw yourself. If you are not able to withdraw yourself, uh, what do you do? You can cry out to God. You can still pray wherever it is. Whatever the situation may be, you can cry out to God. You cannot withdraw yourself so that you can clear your mind. You know, sometimes we need to do that because you are just like crammed, and you need to be able to need some space to think. So you take a walk. But if you can't take a walk, you can escape. What do you do? You can pray. Now we're going to look at some examples quickly. And many times when David, King David, was In different difficult situations. And they didn't know what to do. He knew one thing to do. And that is to pray. A man after God's heart. A man who seeks the heart of God. What does God have to say here? What is God thinking here? What is the mind of God here? A man after the heart of God. So the scriptures. The Holy Spirit. Describes David. First Samuel. 23, 1 to 4. Again, we're looking at when you are in that difficult situation and you need to make decisions or a decision, what do you do? 1 Samuel 23, 1 to 4. Quickly, then they told David, saying, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Killer and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, David asked the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said to him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah. For I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. Amen. That's a wisdom that is from above. It's first of all pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's willing to yield. Willing to look at it again. It's not arrogant. The meekness of wisdom. Wisdom is humble. Wisdom is thankful. Wisdom is kind. Wisdom is without partiality. So we see David here. When his men said, Are you so sure? King David didn't say, Shut up your mouth. I'm the king. I make decisions. You know? Many many powerful people do that. Maybe maybe you do that also. I know where I come from. You know, if it's somebody talks, some people will say, do, You don't even talk. Don't even offer any suggestions. You don't talk. So when a small person sees you in danger, they dare they not open their mouth. They let you go. David's men challenged him here. Are you so sure? I mean, the king is the Lord. You don't challenge the words of the king. But the wisdom in the heart of David allowed him to be challenged. So that he looked at it again. He prayed again.